The following ShishMed podcast is a production of DrPodcasting.com. On this edition of the ShishMed podcast, we talk about how to be the queen bay of engaging internal communications. Do we have any Beyonce fans listening right now? I'm sure we do. So let's talk with Andy Lyons and Diet Casey of St. Francis Healthcare as we get a preview of their ShishMed Connections 2022 session filled with Beyonce references. This is going to be fun, right? No. This is the ShishMed Podcast, rapid insights for healthcare strategy professionals in planning, business development, marketing, communications, and public relations. I'm your host, Bill Klaproth. In this episode, we talk with Andy Lyons, Director of Corporate Communications and Content Strategy at Roper St. Francis Healthcare, and D. Ed Casey, Corporate Communications Manager at Roper St. Francis Healthcare. Andy and D. Ed will be at Shishmed Connections 2022 in Washington, D.C., and we're going to get a preview of their session called How to Be the Queen Bay of Engaging Internal Communications. Get ready for a lot of Beyonce references in this session. Andy and Diet, welcome to the ShishMed Podcast. We start every episode of the ShishMed Podcast with rapid insights. One quick tip someone can use to make their marketing communications better today. Andy, you're up first to give us your rapid insight. Don't be afraid to have fun. Your internal comms can't all be vegetables and protein. You need to serve up something sweet and fun as well. That could be a pop culture reference. You could share family photos from your teams, film a zany TikTok dance. Your messages can make work fun. I love that. Don't forget to have fun. That is so good. Thank you for that, Andy. Diet, you're up next. Give us your rapid insight. I would say write like you're talking to your next door neighbor. Speak plainly, stop using corporate speak and buzzwords. Oh, so good. No more corporate speak and buzzwords. (laughs) Speak like you're talking to your next door neighbor. I love it. Well, thank you both for your time today, Andy and Diet. We are looking forward to your session at ShishMed Connections 2022 in Washington, D.C. We're looking forward to getting a quick preview of that on this podcast. And the name of your session is How to Be the Queen Bay of Engaging Internal Communications. Do we have any Beyonce fans out there? I, I would think so, right? Well, Diet, let me start with you. Healthcare systems are facing a crisis in retaining great employees and recruiting new ones. We hear this over and over again. Employee retention is so important. So why have we fallen short so far on employee retention and engagement? Corporate communications is key to building workplace culture where teammates feel heard and seen and, like Andy said, entertained. I mean, corporate communications sets the tone for the organization. It's the voice of the organization. So we need to see ourselves as playing an integral role in creating culture and therefore retaining employees. So, And sometimes that's more than just writing emails and talking for leaders. Sometimes that's sort of going beyond what we think of as our job and communications to actually being the, to writing about it, to planning actually activities. So I think we'll talk a little bit more about that, but that's where I would start. Diet, I think that is such a good point. I think many think, eh, you know, I'm going to let HR deal with employee engagement and retention. That's their deal. Whereas we in communications really can have a big impact on that. 
And Andy, you were talking about, hey, don't forget to have fun. Well, I think in internal communications, generally it boils down to here's what you need to know. Here's what's happening. And that's it. We do forget to have fun. And in our day-to-day jobs, they're so hectic. There's so many pressures and stressors. It's easy to see where we forget about fun. So can you talk about that element of this? Why just saying, here's what you need to know is not enough and the importance of trying to lighten it up and have some fun? Yeah, that's a great question. It's not enough because over these past two and a half years, the work has been so hard. And sometimes it's been never ending for our teams. That's how they feel. So we need to inspire them as well, not just tell them what they need to know. We need to go beyond that. And so many clinicians and providers, we have to remember, they entered healthcare as a calling, right? This is such special, meaningful work to them. We can remind them of that calling and reignite their passions. And this is where those former journalists, and I know there's a ton of them out there on great corporate communications teams in healthcare, that's where they come in. That's where they can be so effective because they know how to tell stories of everyday heroism, of healing, of those acts of kindness that show and remind our teams that healthcare is such a noble, worthwhile, fulfilling line of work. So we need to remember, have fun, take time to share those inspiring stories as well, because our teams need them. Good thoughts, Andy. So inspire them. Everybody wants to be inspired. Remind them of their calling. So those are some good points. And then taking that a step further, Diet, how do we add humor into these types of communications? How do we keep the front line laughing, the senior leaders happy, and and how do we really keep our engagement scores at an all-time high? Yes, I'll give you three. I think the first one Andy mentioned at the top, his rapid insight was don't be afraid to have fun. I would add to that, don't be afraid to be yourself and use that to make your communications fun. And I'll give you some examples. Like Andy and I both love the Olympics. So when it's that time, when it's the Summer Olympics, like we just had the Summer Olympics, you better believe that we had a Simone Biles themed email. And we did several years ago, four years ago, whenever Michael Phelps was winning all those golds, we had an email where we managed to tie internal messages that needed to be shared with the Olympics. Some of this might be easier if I showed you the emails, but that's one of the things we'll be doing in the session is showing how we tied these pop culture references to messages that we needed to share with our teams. We also love Seinfeld. It's just another example. So we try to incorporate those sort of references. Whatever it is that you love, that you're passionate about, whether it's classic cars or football or whatever it is, find a way to integrate that in your communications because you're going to better connect with your teammates, with your readers. So that's tip one. Tip two would be if no one is creating fun outside of communications, like if there is no fun events or happenings, own it create it. That's on you. Create that spirit committee. I mean, that's something that we've done in our organization and we've done everything from drive-in movies to drive-in concerts to bringing the animal society in for puppy snuggles. Again, we'll give at the conference, we look forward to sharing a little bit about how we did this and how we've grown over the years in this area. But I think it's important if there's a void in your organization that you help fill it. I think that, you know, again, goes back to culture. And third thing I would offer is photos, photos, 
those photos. We've learned over the years that looking at our analytics, people love seeing photos of themselves and they love looking at photos of other people. I mean, that's what we do, right? Social media, that's what we do when we scroll. So finding a way to do that in your internal communications, I guarantee that some of our most viewed posts are the ones with photos. So Find a way for people to engage with you. Have them submit photos. First day of school, Father's Day, Mother's Day, Halloween, you name it, I promise they will submit it. And those will be the posts that draw people in and then help connect them to your organization and then to your message. So draw people in and connect them to your organization and message. And you do that, you said, Diet, by... Having fun and being yourself. You gave the example of the Olympics and tying your messages into current events. You also said create a spirit committee and then photos, photos, photos always work. Andy, what else can we do? What other things should we know about when it comes to internal communications? Any other thing we should know as well? Value transparency. I just can't say that enough. And we talk about this all the time with our senior leaders, good times and bad, and especially bad. And we're so fortunate they're on our side with this. Be the first to explain what's happening to your employees. They need to hear it from your CorpCom office first, not from the media, not from a friend or a loved one or a neighbor down the street. And transparency isn't just sharing the bad news first. It's also responding to any sort of feedback that you receive, like trying your very best to answer that question or address the issue of the day that comes up. You know, these forums that we have where our employees can provide questions or offer feedback on an intranet site, these are powerful ways to maintain employee engagement. And also, here's the other thing, be comfortable in blowing up your plan for the day. I can't tell you how many times yet, and I think we know what we're going to share one day with our employees or our physicians, and we realize there's this little fire burning over here, and we need to address that. And you'll save yourself heartache and you'll maintain the trust of your employees and you'll build culture if you jump on those immediate needs and really always remember that transparency wins. Transparency wins. I like how you say that. Value transparency. So be the first to explain what is happening. Make sure you're responding to feedback and then be comfortable in blowing up your plans. Andy, I think you said we send this out in our daily emails. Do you send an email every day or how often do you send these types of communications to your internal employees? You know, Diet can speak a little bit more on that, but I'd say that we probably send two, sometimes three bundled messages to our employees and physicians a week. And then we have a separate what leaders need to know communication. Diet, why don't you take it from here? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think it sort of depends on what's going on during COVID the last two years. Well, really up until March, we were sending two emails a day because there was so much information that we needed to share. Now we've scaled back a bit. And Andy's right. I mean, we have, I would say to different audiences, we're sending messages almost every day that it might be all teammates one day, leaders one day, employed physicians one day. It just feels like ever since we've been in this sort of phase of the pandemic, that it's back to normal-ish. Right. and ish <laughs> Yeah, ish. The communication needs haven't waned like I thought they would. <laughs> right. Yeah. So is email your preferred method of communication, Diet? Yeah, I would 
say that our healthcare system, we have four hospitals, 100 plus locations, physician practices and such. And so email becomes the way that we end up most easily reaching folks. We certainly have other tactics, but that's one of our go-tos. I would add in this kind of post-COVID world, we had our first, it's not definitely not post-COVID, but post-surge world, I should say. Post-latest surge-ish world, we were able to have some kind of revamped teammate forums. We used to call them, and now they're called teammate talks. They're shorter. Diet really kind of designed this kind of TED Talks, like quick rapid fire, getting the front line exactly what they need to know. And I think that those have been super effective in kind of maintaining that culture and getting people back together in a safe way where they can see each other. They can stand up. They can ask their facility leader a question. They can see an inspiring video. And so looking forward to that hopefully, in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And you're giving us a a lot of ideas. Diet, so how do you measure this? What are the results? How do you know this is working? Can you talk about your metrics for evaluating all of this? I would point to engagement as one of the key metrics that we look to gauge how we're doing. I'll start with big picture. Our healthcare system has been ranked as one of the top 150 best places to work by modern healthcare for the three years in a row. We just found out that we received that honor again for 2022. And that award is based in large part on how teammates respond to engagement-oriented questions. So we're really proud of that. And we think that we've played a significant role in that. We do the Prescani Teammate Engagement Survey annually, and our scores are top quartile, have been for the last decade. So again, that's another metric that we look at to determine how to look to figure out how we're doing. On a smaller level, we know that we are reaching people based on our open rates and as well as the views that our website gets, our internal website gets, our internal, we basically have an internal news website where we run it much like a media, a newspaper website where we're constantly posting stories and photo galleries and videos and such. And the last seven years, we've seen an increase in views every year. We're up last year. We're a healthcare system of 6,000 teammates, and we had 775,000 views on that site. So pretty substantial number. And then our open rates for emails, you're not going to believe me when I say this, but I just double-checked before we got on this call. I looked at the last months of emails that we've sent, and our open rate is 90%. Come on. No, I know. I swear. Here's the caveat to that. I don't know how many of those are repeat opens versus unique opens, so I'd have to look into that. And I don't know that we can track that, but I do know that the opens based on... It's crazy. I, I That's amazing. At, it is. And I think it goes back to what... Andy, you know, some of what we've been talking about, that valuing transparency that then builds trust and then then builds culture, that people know that when they get these communications, they're going to be fun and there's going to be something valuable in them. And so I think it all sort of works together. 
Yeah, there's a message in there for all of us. Don't be afraid to have fun like Andy kicked off with the rapid insight. When you're having fun, you're engaged, right? I mean, it's just exactly. it's just the truth. And yep. engaged employees are better employees. Uh, engaged employees provide better care for your patients. I mean, that's that's so true. So, wow, that's an amazing open rate in the 775,000 views. Oh my goodness. I mean, we're a healthcare system of 6,000 people. So it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, again, you both are inspiring us. So this session of yours is going to be great. You're going to go into a lot more in depth about the things we're just touching on today. Is that right, Andy? What else should we know about your session? Yeah, I think what you want to know, what we really want to impress is that, you know, I talked earlier about that knack of storytelling and in journalism, newspapers specifically, Diet and I had a, a saying, a mantra really show, don't tell. So at our session, we're going to show you practical ways you can really strengthen your internal comms and your culture as well. We'll show you the evolution of our messaging and the storytelling and give really practical ways that you can improve with a small staff, a smaller budget, and limited tools. And we'll show you how to have fun. We're going to have actual practical examples. Andy, I would just add, I totally agree. I think it's always helpful. It's one thing for me to tell you that we use Simone Biles and did an Olympic theme email. It's different once you see the headline and you connect it and say, ah, that's okay. I see now. And we'll give you plenty of examples of that so that those who are there can help make the connections in their minds too about how can they begin to integrate a little bit of fun in whatever they are doing. Right. That is so good. Show, don't tell. I love that, Andy. That is excellent. And I was going to ask, how do you do this? This seems like so much work. So I love when you said, Andy, we're going to show you how to do it with a small staff and a small budget. So final thoughts I'd like to get from both of you on internal communications. And I think you set the stage perfectly when you said, Diet, at the beginning, yeah, that's HR's deal. Yeah, they do that. That's not me. I'm going to worry about putting together our cool stuff on social media. So resetting our thinking on this is so important. So here's your chance. Tell us again your overall thoughts on internal communications. Andy, let me start with you. I would say don't be afraid in really finding your voice. And by voice, I mean a deliberate tone, a way that you deliver the news, the way you speak to employees, leaders, and physicians. They'll, they'll begin to depend on that, even without realizing it. There's no rule book to how to find that voice or how to use your voice. Ours has always been kind of a tone of gracious and kind with a little bit of fun and quirkiness and oddness like mixed in. But the more comfortable you are with your voice, the more efficient and effective you'll be in sharing difficult news or telling employees what they need to know during difficult times. And that's a great way to build and maintain culture. Yeah, and people get used to that consistency of voice. They know what to expect. They know that you're going to talk about things in a certain way, and they look forward to that. Diet, anything you want to add? Final thoughts on internal communications? I wholeheartedly agree with what Andy said about figure out what your voice is. And I would just sort of even taking a step back from that, that just think of yourself in corporate communications as we are the keepers of culture. We do more than just write and listen. I mean, we are the ones giving pep talks. 
We are the ones organizing pep rallies. This is our job to help set the tone of the organization and to help people engage. So I would just encourage everyone to think of themselves as integral to culture in their organization. And dare I say, your session is going to be integral to ShishMed Connections 2022. You're going to have fun with this. We're expecting a lot of Beyonce references. Is that right, Diet? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have music and trivia, if you weren't expecting Beyonce music, well, you should be now because there will be <laughs> lots of it. I love it. This is going to be a great session. Can't wait for it. Andy and Dia, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And once again, that's Andy Lyons and Diet Casey. And registration for this year's ShishMed Connections in-person annual conference held in Washington, D.C. is now open. Make sure you get yourself registered. Just go to shishmed.org. That's S-H-S-M-D dot org. Shishmed.org slash connections to get yourself registered. I'll be there. Make sure you stop by our podcast booth and say hi. And if you found this podcast helpful, and again, how could you not? Please share it on all of your social channels and please hit the subscribe button or the follow button to get every episode when we publish new episodes. Would you do that for me? Hit subscribe or follow. I would appreciate it. Thank you. This has been a production of Dr. Podcasting. I'm Bill Klaproth. See ya.